everybody. Welcome to Tadaima Terrace House Podcast, your weekly companion. It's your favorite show on Netflix. I'm Robert Scarpanier, and I'm joined here by Daily Wilhelm. Konbanwa. Jack Zapata. I sniffed your laundry. Ooh. Okay. Nope. Or right, hold on. We need to talk about this. <laughs> and Colin Sparley. Uh, so like, you know how dogs lay around all day? Like, what do they do <laughs> on their day off? Fuck. <laughs> I have I have three questions. Yeah, yeah I have three questions for the room. That's <laughs> more questions about Kai. Welcome to my tight five. I have three questions. Yeah. <laughs> So oh. we are celebrating episode 100, guys. Come pie, get those drinks up. Yeah. Let's go. Woo! We're doing episode 100 by talking about stand-up comedy. That's that's what we're doing at time. Oh man, mm-hmm. cheers! Yeah. Just saying, up. we picked a wonderful episode to riff on. Uh, For sure, yeah, we are um, various degrees of drunk here, mm-hmm. but uh, there's a lot to chew on on this episode. So much happened; it was really good. Part three is fucking lit AF. For sure, uh, we don't normally. Oh yeah, AF. AF. Uh, we AF. don't normally like pat ourselves in the back too much here, and we figured for our hundredth episode, we just do what we're what we're so good at doing, uh, riffing on Terrace House, but doing it while a little bit uh drunk. We um, should, we should uh, go around. Just what's everyone drinking? I guess I can kick it off right now. I'm drinking a petite Syrah called a uh, pet name. That I got from a wine box that I will not say unless they pay us money and uh, sponsor our show. <laughs> wow. Um, and then to bolster that, because I'm already 75% of the way through the bottle, I've got another white wine called Kung Fu Girl. Nice. Oh, Very I've trend. seen that around. It's pretty that good. I've had good. it before. Yeah, it's good. Very on trend. I guess I'll go next. So I was drinking a Kirin Ichiban. Uh, now I've got a Sapporo reserve beer. And to my right flank i have a lot of asahi super dry which i see them drink a lot on terrace house so it's kind yeah. of related to the show so they I'm do drink a lot of asahi yeah i've seen it a lot so yeah i'm on brand daily <laughs> uh, yeah i live in the great state of washington so um <laughs> i've just had these uh strawberry belts they're belts yeah, like the sour oh. kind. Oh, fun. It's good good times. I'm jealous. And for me, I got a Cabernet Sauvignon. Are you serious? And a Pinot Noir. Sauvignon? <laughs> yeah, you're going to have oh, a fillet mignon. God. Did you know that means black penis? <laughs> wait, 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 wait what? Damage. What is this? Pinot Noir. <laughs> I thought I was cringing from Kai, but uh, because yeah, you know it sounds like penis and Noir is black. Jesus. Jesus. <laughs> There's no way that's <laughs> accurate. No, it's not even a little accurate. Yeah, if you guys are hoping for like a good podcast this week, we're sorry. <laughs> we're, we're celebrating, man. We haven't been outside okay in a month. This is the first like drop alcohol I've had seriously, like probably since January of this year. Cool. I was sick a lot. I had the flu in February. And uh, so I didn't drink that whole month, and then the whole thing went down, and I have not drank since being, you know, uh, indoors in my house indoors. for this last five, six weeks or whatever it is. I'm taking the opposite approach. I see a lot of people that when I go take out trash, there's nothing but empty liquor bottles and stuff like everywhere. <laughs> I'm taking the opposite approach. I'm going pretty uh, straight edge, I guess. In the great words of Conan O'Brien, uh, the ceiling for alcoholism is higher in a quarantine. <laughs> yes, 100%. true. So. I want to go around in the spirit of celebration before we dive into this episode. 
round the table. What's what's been your favorite Tadaiman memory or moment or whatever the fuck of the past hundred episodes? Past about two years. Man, it's been a trip. But I think the two episodes that really stick out to me, uh, some of the most fun that we've had is having those two guests come on. We had Flesh Monk, friend of the show, awesome dude, came in, talked Terrace House with us. And of course, we had Eden Kai on the show as well, too. That was a big deal for us as just longtime fans of the show. Um, you know, we don't have any like extra social pull or any extra social power other than, hey, we do this little tiny show about Terrace House. So the fact that he would like, you know, agree to come on the show here when he's on so many other shows with like millions and millions of listeners and stuff is like pretty cool of him. And he was like a solid dude, had an awesome hour conversation. He told us stuff he didn't tell anyone else before, even some of his close friends. So to me, that was always really special. If you guys haven't heard that interview with Eden Kai, audio is a little rough, uh, you know uh admittedly but you know that's what you got to deal with with skype and stuff you know trust me would have wished it sounded better but the stuff he was saying was fucking crazy and so that those are some of my most i guess proudest moments so far in the first hundred episodes colin i think i think for me uh i mean yes the eden kai thing would definitely be up there for me uh i think uh the live react we did actually pretty recently too, uh, where Pepe and us he's leaving at the end, and then we have uh, where his manga comes out, mm. and the fact that we live react to that that was like the most emotional I'd ever uh, I'd ever been doing a live stream, you know, or a live react, and I don't know that just it feels like it was one of those moments where I realized like that's that's why you do the show a, a, a show like this that's why I do the show with you guys and stuff like that like just enjoying. <clears throat> doing the show and enjoying the show together. I think that's, that's really what the show means to me in a lot of ways. And uh, I think the other thing too, is uh, when we actually, even though it's kind of sad, the, the time we broke the news about Tokui, um, even though that it was like super depressing news, what it, it meant for us though, was that we could really be on top of stuff like that, like goings on current events in the Terrace house world. And we could be one of the first to report on it for an English speaking audience. Um, and so I think that's really servicing the, the needs and wants of the audience. And I, I was really proud of us able to really get that up quickly. Yeah. That was impromptu for sure. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Daily. Yeah. Did not expect something like that to happen. Um, and I guess that's kind of goes with, uh, my favorite to die mo- moment. Uh, when we actually all were able to get together in person oh, yeah. and record our first re- oh, yeah. uh, live react, and it was the whole thing with Masao and him getting his heart broken and Ugh. like being able to like have such a huge moment be the first one that we all were together for. I just thought that was really cool. Yeah, I, I agree. really like that looking was, back at that. Yeah, that's up there for sure. That was an awesome time. Getting to re- yeah, be in the studio together about that. And, yeah, and record like you know three or four episodes. Can't remember. It was it was a big chunk, but we did some we did some good shows there. It was fun, man. Hopefully, we get to do it again sometime in the future. Yeah, in the post Corona world, right? Yes. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Times. I mean, you, y'all t- y'all took some of my favorite bits too. Um, hmm, I guess <laughs> I'm trying to think of. Well, okay, so you can this you is can kinda... say your least favorite moment. We can do that too. <laughs> <laughs> I really hated episode 32, man. 
I, I don't remember what we said in it, but I, I don't either. But fuck that particular <laughs> I do, number. I do, I do have a least favorite episode. I could talk about that if you want. We talked about it internally before. No, but go ahead. Is, I don't want to take your moment. It's all positivity. It's all positivity. Oh, all, of our, all of our episodes are great, including this oh, one. So um, positive. But no, I think I think one of my favorite things about our show is just kind of seeing the community grow around our show. It's It's kind of been wild seeing... Just the fact that there are people out there who are like, man, these four idiots know what they're talking about. <laughs> like, Not really, though. No, we, <laughs> we fake it well. You yeah. jest. That, that's, that's been really wild to just see this thing grow as much as it has. Um, and I think the one thing I remember seeing on Twitter where I felt like, okay, we kind of made it is, I guess, a quick shout out to this, this Twitter account. It's Out of Context Podcast. I think it's like at Out of Podtext. They've tweeted us now twice. Uh, with quotes from our show and this is alongside like tons of other podcasts that i listen to myself like podcasts that in my brain are like they've made it those are real shows right they're like legit yeah and it's just really cool to be like okay this this random twitter account run by who knows who has decided that we are part of that that conversation of of good podcasters and i'm like that's cool i'm glad to know that when i said uh what was it something about hitting balls early in the morning i'm so glad that that's like (laughs) signal boosted on the internet i didn't realize that so so they actually so they actually quote real podcasts then not just ours (laughs) no we're we're not a fake podcast jack i'm like (laughs) contrary to popular belief we're a real podcast we're a real boy this is all fake news right now we only exist in imaginary land Honestly, yeah. though, like, you know, to do 100 episodes is so badass. I mean, how many times in your life can you celebrate doing 100 of anything? You know, and uh, it's been a journey, but it's gone quickly, too. You know, oh, like, yeah. it doesn't seem like we've done 100 of these already. But, man, I, I'm just looking forward to the next 100, I guess. Here's that. Cheers. Cheers, everyone. Cheers. If you're driving, I don't know why you are, but if you are, don't drink with us. <laughs> look at us. Also, go hey, home. It's look at us. Yeah. Who'd have thought? Not Who me. Thought, look thought. at us, guys. Hey, thanks, thanks, Paul Rudd. <laughs> so, enough, enough of that, uh, enough of that fluffy bullshit out of the way. Let's talk about episode thirty of Tokyo 2019, 2020. Not guilty. guilty. Guilty Samurai. Shout guilty. Out. Oh, yeah, man. shout out to Taishi, man. Even though he didn't show up. <laughs> I think they're saying this is not guilty because you was talking about if Rio was in the trial of love or something like that, he would be completely yeah. innocent. I think that's where this title comes from. Yeah, but like by a technicality, I'm pretty Boo. sure Rio's Rio's looking a little worse for wear this episode. Mm-hmm. So much to dive into this week. So oh, where do we yes. start? Let's start at the beginning, as we always do. Uh, we're with the panel again, and Chiemi Buduson is there once more. The comedian lady uh, who's sitting on the couch next to where Tok- we would have been. Um, I don't know. I, I didn't notice too much uh, major going on in this first uh, panel opening, other than of course like the recap of the last week. Um. I do think it's interesting that a lot of the girls on the panel, which I did just realize is it's pretty much everyone except for Yama and the boy prince, right? Um, they're all like, man, Ryo's trying really hard to put up a, uh, a front that he's like a good guy, TM. Yeah, and that definitely becomes the common thread for the panel throughout this episode, too. Uh, I mean, Ryo is, is certainly becomes a focus with some light sprinklings of some other storylines, but it's this is a pretty Rio centric episode. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially the second half, right? But we started off with a very lovely date up in Ropongi. Hold on a uh, second. Hold on. Oh, Are hold we on. gonna really skip the beginning part and not talk about Shochan referencing his boner? 
Yeah. Oh, I, fuck. Yeah, I, I forgot. Skip this. Oh. What the hell? He's like, I would have to put a pillow up to my cover and cover my torso at Toy Shop. And you were like, <laughs> it just plays what? It wait, what? They're like, wait, what do you mean? What? No, we're just confused. Like, they just don't even think he's talking about his pee-pee. But he totally is. And then he looks at Yama and he's like, you know what I mean, right? <laughs> Everyone's just like repulsed by him talking about his like, you know, 20 year old dick or whatever however old he is <laughs> yeah Yama's like hey 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 leave the dirty jokes to me and Tokui all right that's illegal which, which yeah which is like come on man like it was it was so fucking weird not a place where you could tell he's like trying to fill that gap man <laughs> Shochan we appreciate you man but come on yeah, it felt well. like it felt like a very uh, you must be this tall to make a nerdy joke kind yeah, of thing you know it was bizarre he's not tall enough he's he waited for uh, that that uh, comedian lady too to be in the pants. <laughs> it's like four ladies. They're all like really uncomfortable. He's talking about his young dick. It's pretty funny. Mm, beautiful that young dick. <laughs> That's my rap name. Uh, <laughs> young, dick. young dick. Y U N G. D I K. Can I kind of throw it back to, to Tokui here? Can it, hold on, Daily. Why can't it be Lil Dick? Why <laughs> hell? It's uh, too close to Little Dicky. Yeah, there's Little Dicky. Yeah. Oh, Dicky. Horse Dick dot MPEG. Is show no, it's Jewish? different. It's young dick. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think Thanks so. Thanks for clarifying. Young <laughs> dick. <laughs> young dick. Young Little dick. Yachty. <laughs> yeah, that, that's the, that, I'm so glad that this is the quality that we have. This, this feels like home for me. This is journalism. Uh, <laughs> I, listen, I would just like to remind us all of the moment that Tokui... I can't remember what season of the show it was, but he said he mentioned something about grabbing a penis to remind him of his youth. Grab like a young kid, like right, like a young man's. I don't remember, man. I'll let Toby yeah. quote himself so, on that. So Topas and Emmy go to a movie. Um, Changing the uh-huh. subject. Really sweet it's called, romantic. Is it? Is it a Beatles documentary? I'm not familiar yeah, well, with yesterday. Yes. Well, is it an American no. film? Well, yeah, so yesterday, yesterday is a film, but it is not a Beatles documentary. It's this idea of like, what if we lived in a world where one dude from our world went to a world where the Beatles uh, didn't exist? So oh. he wrote, so he used all the Beatles songs as if they were his own, and it's uh, like, oh man, he's a genius because he I takes credit remember. for all the Beatles songs. Okay, I remember that premise. Seems I just didn't know what the name that. of the okay. yeah what the movie yeah. was. Okay. Right, but- yeah, like he's just in a world where the Beatles didn't exist, but he knows of it. it yeah, and Ed Sheeran's in that movie for some reason. Oh. It must have been touching because Topaz was like, I cried at the end. He cried twice. Like, this is the second time. You've seen the movie twice and he still cried at the end. Doesn't oh, seem dang, like Emika dude. cried, but I'm definitely like a crier at movies. If a movie's good, I'll cry. It's, oh, yeah. You know, if it gets me engaged, I will not hold back. Oh, I'm yeah, in touch with my feminine with, side, all right? That was me with Lady Bird, man. Lady Bird fucked me up. Lady Bird was uh, so good. So good. Uh, mm. But yeah, uh, th- this is the, this was Telpas's second time seeing the movie. But you'll notice throughout this whole day, because this is a movie and dinner date, that he pays for almost everything. The only thing mm-hmm. Emmy pays for is the popcorn and the drink. To which Topaz is like, "I've never had salted popcorn before." That's like the most basic. Like, what other popcorn have you had? Dude, just butter. See, no, on I it. I read that as he's never had like just salted popcorn at the movies. You got butter. Like he gets butter. special. Because you get like caramel or like chocolate mm, or like, or like yeah. cheddar. See, yeah. I don't know. I don't know if if I was on a date with someone they're like, I've never had salted popcorn and we're at a movie theater. I'm pretty sure I couldn't trust. <laughs> I'd be what like, you, are you a I spy? Just, I just want to are you like, are you just, a replicant? Are you an android? <laughs> what do you eat here? I don't know, man. I thought the date was pretty lovely. Like, I honestly like mm-hmm. that's the way I do it. Like, he's like old school, man. I mean, I like going. I like treating people out to movies, out to dinner. 
I don't know if I would get somebody a gift on like date one. I mean, but yeah. it didn't seem like it didn't seem like a bad play though. Like she was, was pretty spent with it, and the girls liked it too when she went back to the house. So I think, I man, I give Tapas an A for this date. Yeah, really do. This was date two, right? Yeah, it was a date two. I'm yeah, sure. it was just a, it is date yeah, two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they did true. a driving date yeah. before. That's so, right. That's right. I yeah, I don't think it was inappropriate. I think it was definitely like a like a intentional gift. It, like you wouldn't give that to just like oh, you've been a really good friend to me. Thanks. Like yeah. it was weirdly sensual. <laughs> they got a matching pair. So yeah, I, yeah, you're right though. I don't think it was inappropriate at all. I think that yeah, I just like I said, he gets an A. I, I don't think he made too many missteps, if any. I can think of during this date. So Emika now says to the girls right before we go to the shitty intro that she can consider him a man. Yeah. I will say, though, it was a high risk gift, right? Because this is saying I'm going to get us a matching set, but without telling her. Right. I feel like a matching set is something you like. Should maybe kind of agree on. Maybe right? well, like, maybe he gave if, it to if, her to see. Sorry. Maybe he gave it to her to see if she liked it. And if she liked it, they say, like, oh, I got one, too. And if she didn't like it, then we just keep it to himself. <laughs> <laughs> exactly right but if she weren't into it that would have been like well at least i have some lotion and a towel for my lonesome self oh man oh is that a dick mm-hmm. joke robert <laughs> i don't know <laughs> yikes let's take down the dick jokes guys i'll, dr- I'll drink <laughs> i'm taking a drink right now so I, I will say so out. that when i saw this scene that's something i kind of wanted to hammer on a little bit was um i don't know that even if it was true that i got someone a matching set like this early on that I would want to like admit that right to like tell someone that I'm on date number two with like hey I got these matching set of towels right now if you would have played it off like I like this brand so much that I bought myself some too right Mm. you know I think that would have been a little Mm. bit more nonchalant man it worked Um, out though guys like he played it it, it, it worked out it worked out it was just a risky move um it turned out okay for him though but it was like wow I don't know if I would have. I don't know. I would have done that. I don't think I would have. But I mean, yeah, like Jack said, it did work out right. Because when we go to the girls room where Hannah and Vivi and Emmy are together and Emmy debriefs with everyone. Uh, I think it was Hannah, right? Who asked straight up, hey, uh, so can you date him? Is he a romantic interest? Emmy says, yeah, I could see yeah. it romantically. Yeah, I think I'm into him is what she says. I, I, like, I actually do like them as a couple. You know, we talked about that a couple episodes before. Like, you know, there's some people that are trying to date, but I can't see them as a couple. These two, they seem to gel pretty well with their energy mm. with a lot of things. So mm-hmm. I, I have high hopes here. Hopefully it works yeah. out. I admire how honest and open and genuine that Topa seems. Like he's he's it doesn't feel like, ooh, he's laying it on thick. It feels like he's genuinely like I think you really really good in person as compared to your pictures like don't worry about like looking like your pictures or not looking like your pictures or whatever yeah speaking of the pictures can we can we rewind back to the dinner date where (laughs) topaz was like oh yeah lily frankie shows off your instagram to everyone that's like (laughs) so weird yeah it's like the vibe of like look at who my son's trying to bone like yeah i think in a way it's more like he's making fun of topaz or something like, look at yeah. who this look at loser's this. Can trying to get with. Him. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Him with her. Oh, just so out of her league. Seems like a way um, to keep him down a few pegs. Yeah. Oh, God. I hope of... Lily Frankie's not making fun of him behind his back. Poor kid. I think he is. <laughs> oh, Maybe. I don't know. I'd like to have some hope in Lily Frankie. I did recently rewatch the entire Long, Long Man um, mm. saga. God, it's so good. Suck it. Yeah. <laughs> I need to rewatch it. Suck it. Yeah. Gumi. 
that is an internet hole uh, worth falling down definitely uh, it's like seven minutes of your time it's perfect yeah. yes um but yeah it's i'm really happy to see that their love is sort of blooming here uh, and I like that how that Vivi brings up the like, oh, you know, Topaz was recently drunk when you weren't home and did the whole like, I don't know if I can ever love oh. because I've never been loved. Yeah, and I love how she twists it to be, to be like, but clearly he knows what love is because he knows how to show you a good time. Yeah, that's thank you. I forgot what I was going to say. And now you reminded me here. Yes, his love language is gift giving and acts of service. Very similar to my own love languages that I've come to recently find out. And like that date he went on is definitely a date I've been on a million times, you know, dinner and movie. It get it's just classic, you know, it works out. And uh, like I said, I think that he really um, walked the line there, the fine line of like not, you know, letting her know his intentions very clearly, but not being creepy at all. And it's moving in a positive direction. So good for him. He's got initiative. He's got more initiative than like any other guy in Terrace house so far. It seems like, especially Rio at the end of this shit. Yeah, way more than Rio. Yeah, jeez. All right, and then we cut to the shit tro, and I'm going to open oh. my second bottle of wine for tonight. Whoa. That's, it's not a cork. I wish it <laughs> were a cork, but thank you for that. that thank was you for that. Foley, that was good. Uh, sound, yeah, sound bite there. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I'm on Cheers. a Kung Fu Girls. So I'm about to kick some ass. Are you just drinking straight out of the bottle, you fucking lush? Yes. Jeez. Yes. It took, like a whole lush. <laughs> Look, it took me a whole bottle to get to where I'm at now. And I can still read, so so no one, I gotta keep I, no one uses that fucking insult anymore. <laughs> you know what though? I have my full on apocalypse beard, as you guys can see. No one else can see this, but I've never literally had a mustache so long. I'm eating it every time I drink. I feel like there's a spider. Oh I feel like there's a spider on like the top of Just my trim, beer dude. bottle. Yeah, take advice from Dave. Really- She's tr- She's trimmed back her beard. It looks <laughs> yeah, great like now. constantly. It it's looks great. This great invention do you like, called a do you razor. Like, like this, what I'm doing here. You see, yeah. yeah. The soul patch Daily, is a nice touch. Daily's doing a fantastic <laughs> job manscaping. I'm very excited to see the future of her beard. <laughs> That's not what manscaping means. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to share that, Robert. Uh. <laughs> so. So anyways, uh, yeah, where was I going? Oh, I'm eating my mustache. Yeah, I, I don't, you know what though? Like, yes, I do want to shave it, but I also just want to see how fucking ridiculous it can get. I've never gone this long without shaving. And I just want to see what the fuck happens. I'm not liking it though, because I'm eating my mustache. Boo man, chew. Yeah. Boo man, chew. Just, just trim, just trim the mustache, man, and keep it going. You know, you got to do the Hitler when you have a mustache well, like this. You well, got to no. walk around the house. No, you, gotta you walk never around the house have to use that phrase. For like five minutes, every guy you heard it here no, first. Walk folks. around no. to see what they're Jack is a Nazi. Like. Just, no, to, just to I'm see. Not, I'm not sure. I mean, I can understand like the handlebars, you know, or the soul patch. I can do the Fu Manchu like full on. Like I, that's where my hair grows thickest on my upper lip is on the edges there, man. Well, so you're we certainly cut, chewing on so, your mustache. So we cut to the kitchen. Yeah. I don't <laughs> like what Kai's mustache is doing in this episode. It is a little weird. Mm. Uh, but we'll get to Kai in a second. Don't oh, you buddy, will we? Oh, my God. I can't wait to get to Oh, gosh. Uh, so in the kitchen, basically all that happens here is, is Hana, Vivi, Kai, and Topaz in the kitchen, right? Kai and Hana make plans to uh, hang out on the 13th. Uh, they end up saying, hey, we'll go to Trampo Land. Uh, Trampo Land. He gets I don't hype. Know. Yeah, I don't know about y'all. This reeked of uh, the producer said, hey, y'all should go to Trampo Land. <laughs> we've uh, booked we booked some space time, some yeah. time on the 13th 
So get, get your, excited. Get your own trampoline. Yeah. You I guys ever been to really a place cute. like that? <laughs> what? I, I just I might be a cynical asshole. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I thought I thought it was cute. I mean, have you guys ever been to a place like Sky Zone or Trampoland or whatever? Mm-mm. I've always wanted to, but I have not been. Uh, I thought it was funny though when Hannah was like, "I might get so excited I piss myself." Yeah, <laughs> and then she's like, "I might need to wear a diaper." And then they cut to the <laughs> next much. scene right as she says that. Too here's much. the thing, though. Here, here's the thing about this this whole interaction. She is acting totally different than when she would be acting if Rio was asking her out. Oh, it's just totally friends. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's just like a friend excursion. This is not a date. I think Kylo is trying to take her on a date. I think he you know, sees the writing on the wall with uh, Rio and um and uh what's her name Vivi. And so he's like trying to move on, and he's always thought the Han is attractive, you know, and he likes her wrestling and everything. But uh, I don't see the sparks here. She's obviously distracted with Rio, you know. She's not even thinking of yeah. I think Kai in a romantic sense, and you can see it in the way she is totally fine and totally normal around him. Yeah, that's Kai. an interesting observation because I I was thinking like, oh, maybe this is a sign that Hana's decided she's over it. Like after she had that good cry session. Like, kind of the writing is on the wall. Like you said, it's over. Let Maybe I'm going to move on. Oh, let's go to trampoline land with Kai. He seems cool. And maybe because she hasn't, like, built him up into, like, this Rio, like, Olympic god figure, mm. pun intended. Superhero. Um, <laughs> well, he yeah. is a li- literal Olympic god figure. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. So it's there's less pressure. Definitely. I, I really think that uh, it's, I, or at least I hope that it's going to be one of those things where the Rio Rio is finally going to sit Hana down and have the talk with her, and she's really upset that Rio's not going to pursue her. But I think Kai's going to sneak up from behind and like kind of super off her feet. Is my hope, we'll and like she's going to realize that she likes him without even knowing it, noticing it before. And then <clears> one day she's going to hit her. It's going to yeah. snap. I think that's the best thing for Hana to do, right? Because right. we've seen what Hana's like when she's pursuing someone, right? Because when she's pursuing someone, man, is it tough to watch. You know, she's very, she's very closeted. She's very shy. She double thinks everything she's about to do. And at least Kai knows how to pick them, you know? I think he looked at Hana, said she's cute, knows she's in a video game, so she's got to make bank, right? And uh, he knows, like, hey, this is the one. He's a wrestling girl. He's for me. Are you guys familiar with the concept of the transition boyfriend slash transition girlfriend? Show of hands. Who's familiar does with that, that? None of you? Does, does that mean what I think it means? Okay, so what it means Regalous. is here, what it means is, is when you get out of a heartbreak situation or just a relationship or something like that, either long term or even just like really burning bright and not anything like Hana to Rio. Okay, when you get out of something like that, the next relationship you have is your transition relationship. It's the relationship you have between serious relationships or serious. So a rebound. Totally, totally a rebound Rebound. here. Exactly. So what I'm saying is, is that Hana is so enamored and obsessed with Rio that even though it didn't go anywhere, the next person she dates, I think just has it up against the wall. They're going to, she's going to always be comparing them subconsciously or not to Rio and so I just think that there's no hope there. She's going to need someone to help her get over Rio. No matter how hard she tries and tell herself that she's already over him, she, is fact, in fact, is not. And it's always going to pain her to see Rio with another lady or something like that for a while, right? It's not going to be forever. But I, whoever she ends up dating 
you know, if she does end up dating someone here, I think is going to be the rebound slash transition person. My theory. You know, I'm I'm so glad she knows how to pick him. Uh, she picked the right guy for the job. Uh, she picked a very successful stand-up comedian, hilarious guy, so good, man. He had me rolling on Dude, the floor. But, but she was supportive of how terrible, hot garbage, bullshit, cat vomit, piss shit show that was on stage. That was a tell, public, tell us how you really feel. Public tell us how you- suicide slash execution. It was fucking really cringy to watch. And I'm gonna burp. So we go to Gamuso, a little <laughs> club in Asagaya in Tokyo. And uh, the MC, what's his name? BJ. The MC <sighs> introduces Kai to the stage. And I've got Kai's whole fucking transcript kind of like quickly jotted down here. Okay. I just want to run through okay, all it. the all the great jokes, man. I, uh, I hope you're ready to laugh. I hope you're all sitting down because these jokes are so fucking comedy. fantastic. God, I hate, I hate Rob, that Robert's going to make me fucking relive this, this right now. This is comedy right now. I have three questions. <laughs> <laughs> you should never start a type five with that. I'm just it's already start funny. That right. It's already funny. Already, well, because the thing is, that you know, like that sets up in the crowd. I know what the ending is. When he says the third question, we're at the end. So I can't wait till he asks the third question, basically, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So if a dog, if their work is to be cute and just lay there, what's their day off look like? And by the way, that's the peak. He peaked early. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking fantastic It's, it's kind of like a nose laugh. Oh. Like, uh, huh. no, no, like ex- expel more air from your nose than you usually would and move on. Yeah, it's nose a red rolling. laugh. Nose yeah, yeah. laugh is totally a good way to describe that. Yes, it was like, oh, I, hmm. Like, I love how that's barely observational humor. That's like observation plus a dash of humor. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. like uh, God, it's kind of a dad joke, too. Yeah. And then and then he just kind of lets that hang and then doesn't follow up with it. And it's like yeah. my second question. Because <laughs> yeah, oh. he gets like so little response the whole time. It's like crickets. Like, I wish someone had. I wish there was a DJ there that was literally just playing a track of crickets. <laughs> Woof, man. Would have been funnier. <laughs> And it's a question we've heard before. It's it's oh. a punchline we're all familiar with. How have these Japanese salarymen not killed themselves yet? Crickets. <laughs> the end. They just That's all the they just That's... all get on a train and they all ride on a train and then they <laughs> jump off and they don't realize that's them they don't in a year realize that's, that's, that's them, them in a year and, <laughs> and it's what like the they go I to their know. shitty wife's house and their <laughs> shitty prick ass family and the they, dinner sucks they, they go to their small living room and their prick of a family is all asleep <laughs> what the fuck? fucking and, wife's and food fucking yeah. sucks and you're eating your fucking wife's garbage fucking <laughs> leftover dinner dude, dude he did not he did not Run these jokes by anyone. It's no impossible. One. This no is the one. first time any ears have ever heard this because anyone would have told him, look, you need to workshop this, bro. Like, you need some, <laughs> like, context here. I, I could go on about this forever. So, yeah, like, the like the panel later, you know, dissects it because they're more experts in this. And it's like, the thing is, is that, and they admitted it was like, oh, well, we do, you know, Japanese comedy versus, like, American stand-up. This was ni- neither or. This oh, oh, is yes. neither Japanese yeah. comedy or American yeah. comedy. Don't put this on us, motherfuckers. Comedy. Yeah. If you um, listen to this yeah. out of America, don't put this on us. We don't think this is funny either. <laughs> but it, it's, I think, like, the the best observation that they made about that 
because they're good comedians is that it's like mm. you haven't lived this life like yeah. you're just like saying it for it just sounds like you're a bully when you're saying it from the outside versus being like man when i worked as a salary worker it was really shitty and you da, 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 da. it's like i would trust you but yeah. this seems that you might just start talking about whatever else from a point of view that you've never had like ah dude i don't come on man yeah, it's 100% that, because when you look at the masters of stand-up comedy, right, like Jim Gaffigan, fucking uh, Bill Burr, right, uh, you notice that they they set themselves up, like, you learn about who they are. Like, once you're done watching an hour-long Netflix comedy special, you can regurgitate facts about that person that aren't funny, but they're just facts about, like, oh, that person has three kids, right, or that person used to be a salary man, right? And because you know those facts, you know that it's funny when they say, man, why haven't salarymen killed themselves yet, right? Because yeah. it's like, oh, I get it, because he used to do that life. <clears throat> it's crazy. But with Kai, you don't get that he sense. Hasn't. He hasn't. Yeah. yeah, he hasn't set up his ethos. He just says something dark. <laughs> Ugh, just anything really he dark. can think of. He's doing his best impression of Chris Rock, which is still a terrible impression of Chris Rock, right? And like you said, he hasn't lived it. In a weird way, he's like punching down at the people that are above him in a weird way. You know what I mean? Like it just mm -hmm. comes across as like mean-spirited. And the most important thing here is that all would be forgiven if this was actually funny. If this was actually yeah. comedy, it's none of those. And by the way, we're not comedy experts either. We're not professional comedians. We really appreciate it if you're laughing at anything we say, but we're literally just four friends, four assholes on the internet that are trying to make each other laugh. And if you guys laugh with us, then that's awesome. But we're by no means like also like, nope. you know, pros at this and can tell them how to make it funnier. But it's just so obviously terrible. And it's so obviously like ill-practiced, ill-conceived, you know, and, and, and the thing that's scary about it is when, um, Vivi was talking to him on the couch at the end of it about how, you know, if, you know, the problems with it and just giving some really good constructive feedback, his mm -hmm. comeback was just kind of like, well, it is comedy after all. So I'm not convinced that he's taking mm. the right lessons away from this to become a good comedian. And also, you can't be good at anything within five months. I mean, comedy's hard. That's the main takeaway from this. Comedy is hard. It's not easy. The best people make it look easy, but that's why they're the best because it's super hard. Right. And yeah. so the, the, the tough thing about this too is, is well, and I, and I hope in, in, in that scene where he's like, well, it is comedy. I hope that it, he's just saying that because, because the wound's like super fresh. Right. And right. I hope mm -hmm. that he takes this and he changes his routine and refines it and makes it better for some new stuff. Um, but the issue is though, right. Is that Terrace house is in fact booked ended by professional comedians, right. <laughs> AKA yeah. the panelists. Yeah. So, especially right now we have the guest comedian um and so next panel section they do sit there and tell basically everything that's wrong with kai's routine they're like yeah he's not speaking from experience he's doing this this and that wrong and i think it was just short-sighted and even you was losing a little bit of interest in him she's like yeah he has a nice voice but that comedy routine was not good <laughs> i think it speaks volumes that the funniest thing about kai's tight five is vv saying wow like that to me was the funniest <laughs> shit after he said the salary man should die line. I yeah. love it. She was like, wow. Hi, Kai. In yeah, like she was a pretty funny. Dead yeah. silent room. Like, <laughs> no one said Segoy. No one said Segoy at all. Everyone was just like, no one really laughed. Him. No. Well, you know yeah. what's and crazy? Did we get to the third question yet? I want no. to get to the third okay. question. Okay. Well, I'll tell you, you what, I'll tell you what's funny because we're talking about no one laughing. I have something to build on with that. But say his third question. 
His third question. My third question. They're all related. Don't worry. These are all related. <laughs> the, the dog sleeping, the salary man dying. It's all related to this third question. Who came up with the word nipple? <laughs> nipple. Like, now, excuse me. Hold on, hold on. Dead silence. Nipple. That's not even a dad joke. That's not funny. That's not even like a, maybe that's like a first grade joke. I was going to say like, second I'm not grade, but anything right now. And I'm just yeah. like, nah. Dude, homie. Chief. Dude, it was so bad. The t- there's no timing. There's no context. There's no callbacks. It was just really, really sloppy. It was like my first minute trying to do stand up, is what it sounded like. It sounded like he mm. spent a minute thinking about this. Now, he did get a laugh. And that's what the most tragic thing about this whole thing is, is the biggest laugh he got was when he went back to that guy and said, hey, do you want to come up here? <laughs> and that's when he got the biggest laugh because the guy, what's his name? BJ. BJ said, well, I don't want to, but I have a feeling everyone in this room wants me to. <laughs> Dude, the funniest thing about this tight five is BJ roasting the fuck out of Kyle. Oh, yeah. Those oh, yeah. That's comedy, what BJ was doing. 100% BJ knows what he's doing like he's not gonna like have his own Netflix special but he knows how to be a stand-up comedian because yeah. you notice he's like it's funny that all of these jokes about salary men are coming from a guy who hasn't worked a hard day in his life yeah and <laughs> fucking roasted he Boom, just roasted, said out loud what everyone was thinking yeah and I, then he, he pointed out the girls in the back uh the girls brought flowers it's like they knew this would be a funeral yes fucking it's where your career comes <laughs> to die this was like i said a public execution slash public suicide of i hope he i don't know man i it's like i want him to get better but do i i kind of want him to just maybe hang it up and stop <laughs> terrace house has a terrible history with comedians terrible well that i take that back i think there might be a good one on bgnd i haven't got there yet but I, with that one, with the hamburger joke and this, with you know, with Armand and Momo, like that was bad. This is even worse. Congrats, Terrace House. You topped yourself. This is worse comedy than that one. I just, uh, I don't, you know, it's really, really bad and really, really sad when they're like in trying to be encouraging. It's like, oh, I really like what his shirt said. <laughs> It's like, that's not even part of his comedy. It's just like a shirt that he bought. Like normal people do. Yeah. It's not a comedian thing. My diet starts tomorrow. Yeah, my diet, my starts, diet tomorrow. starts tomorrow. And buy he was me, so tickled buy me by barbecue. that. Buy me barbecue, daddy. I, oh, that happened. <laughs> we'll get to that. We'll get to that. I, I, here's, I, this is what I'm going to tell you, the, the listener, and you guys. This time Look next up. week, when 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 we drop ne- next episode, next episode of Tadaima, I I will come with a joke, maybe a joke or two, that is single handedly better than Kai's. I think I can write a better stand up routine than Kai easily, dude. What a low Ka- bar, Colin. Low. Low. Smiling, smiling. Oh, <laughs> Colin, I'm holding you to that. Hey Google, <laughs> <laughs> add to my calendar May 19th. No. Colin makes a good joke. <laughs> I'm not saying it's going to be great. It's not going to be groundbreaking. I just want it to be just enough to beat out Kai. <laughs> the boss yeah. so the, the reminder is set. I'm going to fucking talk to you on May 19th and see he, if you got a good joke. He is now like infamous, I think, in Terrace House. And, and if he made any contribution here, it's like now we can reference this. We can make jokes out of it. Uh, we've been playing games together and some of his quotes came up while we're playing games for a good laugh for us. So... That's what his contribution is here. It's just being the punching bag for us to laugh about. Does he do stand up again? What do you guys think? You think he's going to try again? Yeah. I think so. You think? I think the next time is going to be much better. To be that publicly shamed, man. 
That's got to be rough. I don't know if he does. I mean, I, I honestly, like, I usually want to be encouraging and positive with people, but that was really, really, really bad. He could have fixed all that by watching one YouTube video, I think. Well, I think I, I, think I said it last week. I'm too drunk to remember. But <clears throat> with stand-up comedy, you're going to bomb way more than sure. you're going to succeed for the first year, two years, three years. And everyone bombs, career. too. Everyone. 100%. Chris Rock has bombed. I'm Everyone. willing to bet one billion oh, percent. Yeah. Oh, Chris yeah. Rock has bombed at least 40 times in his oh, life. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. Right? So this could be one of those 40 times we've seen Kai bomb. But maybe in like two, three years, if he keeps up with the comedy thing, maybe he will come out with a good joke. Maybe he will find a way to make salarymen dying somehow funny. There is a joke know? there, but he, I'm just saying, you know, this is where his whole personality, like I was c- talking about a couple weeks back or last week, Whenever it was, can't remember. He's just not a naturally funny guy. He, he doesn't act funny in his real life. He doesn't say anything funny. He doesn't make anyone laugh in the house. You know, he's kind of boring on dates. And we'll see how this Trampoland date goes. I mean, if you can't have fun with that, then what, then what can you do? You know, Dang. but he's already, he's talking about buying a car or something for his family with a stand-up like, uh, sorry, bro, hate to break your heart here, but that ain't happening. You, might, you won't even be able to lease a car at this rate. <laughs> no. Isn't he the oldest? No, I don't know. I don't know. And he Maybe? seems pretty naive. I don't remember. He just needs I, to, like, like Yama said. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but like Yama said, he needs to draw from his own experience. Exactly. Talk about what you know. That's what we want to yeah. hear. We want to hear well, people being genuine. Yeah, I mean, that's what I was gonna say. It's just like all, all he's got to worry about for next time he does stand up. Just the two things he's got to focus on is a, just. Take from your own experience and be work, just for the love of God, workshop it with someone. Just, yeah. just talk to someone talk about your routine. Someone. Like, do it, do it in front of someone. Do it in front of Hannah. Do it in front of Hannah. Everyone does that. Even Dave Chappelle. He lives, all right, we're all from central, you know, Midwest area. Dave Chappelle lives in Yellow Springs, Ohio, which is this podunk ass cow town just by Dayton, Ohio, super small. Even he goes and workshops jokes at the local, you know, comedy clubs in Yellow Springs, Ohio to see what he's going to do on his Netflix specials. You know, like you got to do that. You got to field test this. You you don't know what it, you might think, you know, what's funny, but you don't know what is going to get an audience to laugh until you actually try it. It's impossible without without actually doing it. I mean, to be fair, this could have been that local club for him. You know, this could have been that local space where he could have made a few jokes, see how it picked up. Right? Just happened I mean, to it was terrace. pretty small. Just, just happened to be on venue. Terrace House, though. That's the rough one. And he right? had flowers. And, <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, nonetheless, you could tell by the setup of this. This is a tight five, and I'm not sure if I mean, if you don't know comedy, tight five is a very common thing you do in stand up, right? Especially with open mics, where it's just it's literally that it's a tight five minutes where you have a quick five minute routine that's very that's assume assuming very funny, right? Yeah. Um, it could start with three questions, maybe more. Who knows? That's maybe a kind it of to shouldn't. you. <laughs> yeah, well, it's up to you how to decide yeah. how your tight five goes, but very clearly, we saw a tight five that really didn't work. drink every time we say tie five drink tie five. um tie none, five. Of the, tie none of the guys were there all three ladies were there uh all but rio and tupas were busy mm. uh and we've already kind of alluded ahead um in the living room where hana vivi and emmy are starting out there rio comes in a little bit later but before he does all the girls basically say his routine was very dark uh vivi kind of agree like agrees with us or maybe we agree with her right in that the the dog bit was the best part. The rest of it was very dark, especially the salary man bit, right? Yeah. Um and then Kai comes home. Woof. Um He looks defeated. He probably should have not came home that night. 
<laughs> he, I think he knew. I mean, like yeah. just oh, by the knew. audience reaction. Yeah. Um, but at least the girls were kind of supportive at first. Hana maybe overly so. At least Vivi yeah. was a little more like, "Hey, the dog joke was at least kind of funny." It was the, yeah, it but was the he, that's not what he wants to hear. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like he, uh, he doesn't want to hear any of that. I, I, I just, think. Yeah. I was just gonna say Hana just. Uh, I don't think she, based on previous interactions during his routine and stuff, I don't think she fully understands like the context. I think it's a little bit lost on her. She's picking up mm. some of the words, yeah. But I mean, yeah. you just you got. Here's the thing about it, though: if you're a band, if you're a stage performer or anything, even if you don't get it, if you're gonna like th- the best way to criticize anything or just look at something with a critical eye is if it's not in your wheelhouse. Look at how the audience is reacting. You know what I mean, like if I, I'm not a big fan of country. But if I, I could go to a country show, and even though I don't necessarily like that music, I can at least gauge how successful the show is based on the audience reaction. You know, so it's mm-hmm. kind of the same thing here. But yeah, Hana is supportive to a fault here. She's like, yeah, it was awesome. It was good. You know, telling him what he thinks he, she thinks he wants to hear, but she wasn't helping him. She wasn't helping him the way Yama said he's going to help him, <laughs> give him the real help. Oh, yeah. Uh, I do love, we get this little moment where uh, Ryo is home, right, with Kai. And he asks about the painting in the living room, in, in like the little space between the living room and the kitchen. And when Kai was describing his painting, not going to lie, I got like Ruka version 2.0 yes. vibes. Thank right? you. Yes. It was, he was like, it was nah. a flower opening and as consciousness opens. Man, you know what, though? I thought it was way better than Ruka's stuff. I really did. <laughs> I did. So, yeah. It was better, but it was still very much like describing these metaphors yeah. that didn't really exist. Yeah. Yeah. He and simplistic. Like, right. Yeah. He's he's keeping himself busy, I guess. You know, the thing about this is that I'm getting the sense that Rio isn't necessarily like bros like he was before with the previous roommates. It seems like Rio yeah. is just not really bonding very well with Topaz and, and um, Kai. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It just seems like he's kind of there or maybe he's not even really in the house that much. You know, especially at the way this episode ends, I think Colin brought up that, or Robert, maybe both y'all said that he might be leaving. That didn't make any sense to me when you guys said that at the time, but like after this episode, like I'm kind of like, oh, maybe he is. Oh yeah, that was like an episode or two ago that we talked about that. I, I get the sense that he might be leaving, but I thought I, he was going to be trying to bang with uh, Vivi, but who knows now? Oh, this he, he totally already has for yeah, sure. So and there's something out that I yeah, uh, there's something I want to point out later in the episode too about wow. that, but um, I Not think. Me? Well, we do get, I do think Rio, there is a good chance that he, I mean, well, first of all, he's not in the house very much anymore. I think he's been busier, especially since Pepe left. I feel like he just hasn't been yeah. in the house as much. And Seems when he like- is home, he is spending a lot of time with Vivi, especially mm-hmm. in this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, gosh, I lost my train of thought. Oh, Perfect. but so <laughs> later in the episode, we, I do think I saw what I think is a hickey on his neck, but we'll get to that. <gasps> Jeez, yeah. Oh my goodness. That's another fucking talk. thing. Yeah. We'll get to that. For now, uh, so Kai goes upstairs. He's gone. He's left, right? He's gone to wallow in his own pity. And uh, now mm. all that's left is Ryo, the only man in the living room with Vivi, Hana, and Emmy. On the couch. And, oh, man. And Hana's talk- or Vivi is talking about her hair. And how it's so soft. Oh, fluffy. this part, the sniffing scene. And, and Emmy's like, "Oh, it's so fluffy. I want to sniff it. I want to get grab me it. barbecue, daddy." And then, and then, yeah, <laughs> Rio's like, oh, "I want, I want to sniff it too." And he fucking sniffs her hair. I so her hair. Whoa, is that that big a deal? 
it wasn't like he went behind her, rubbed her shoulders, and sniffed her hair. It was like on the couch, and Emiko was talking about it, and he was just like, "Hey, I'm here. Might as well sniff it." Was that that big a deal? You know, I I was thinking about it, and I was like, "No, I've never. I've only ever done that with like girls, but but maybe girl to to guy is a little different. It's a little mm. different. Yeah, I don't I think get, I'd yeah. ask you guys like sniff my hair. I got I mean, shampoo." Okay, where I'm coming from with it is I have had just friends that are girls like, hey, check this out. Look, I got a new shampoo. And they just lean over. It's like a casual thing. But there is, I think, sexual tension between Vivi and Rio that they both can feel. Mm. So I can see how mm-hmm. that, you know, I, but I've definitely like had friends that are girls that are just like, oh, check this out. And, they, and it seems like whenever girls like get the ends of their hair cut off too and it's like all soft they want everyone to touch that too like look how soft my hair is now i'm guilty of that as soon as i get a haircut i'm always like feel feel, i see you yes i'm telling you i know i'm talking about it's a thing see i agree i think if emmy or hana were the ones to be like oh yo can you smell my hair it smells so good this new shampoo right but since it's vivi and we've seen you've you've seen what they've fucking done for the past oh two three God. episodes go listen to our episodes they're fucking horny as shit they've like verbally other. been docking this like, whole time but they haven't <laughs> really <laughs> touched each other <laughs> they haven't really touched yet though and and this might have been the first time they touched and definitely this touch was very electric Mm. you can tell right like there's there's something there and then like vivi, vivi reacted yeah and then that's exactly what i'm talking about vivi's reaction then she's like don't smell my hair it's she like she wanted see. to she wanted to draw attention in the room like look girls rio smelled my hair that's how i took that and hana was sitting right there i know it's brutal she was killing dude. her inside i'm pretty sure i saw a single tear roll down her face oh man like oh man but yeah, I, 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 this is i'm just so conflicted with this because like I before early on, you know, weeks and weeks ago, I said it would be such a G move if he dropped everything, you know, and didn't get with any girls. But to see I think the painful part here is to see Vivi trying so fucking hard and getting nothing, eliciting zero reaction is really harder to watch than I anticipated. You know, she and she's not really trying to get all three guys anymore. You know, that was something yeah. that was kind of like turning me off to her. Now she's really focused squarely on Rio. She's probably getting infatuated slash you know slightly falling in love with him she's totally hooked like she wants to be his girlfriend be my girlfriend moment 2.0 2.0 you know um but to see him just completely especially when they're trying to watch the movie and he like puts her hand under the blanket and then she keeps trying to touch him and says, look how cold i am and then he like puts his elbow on her hand it's just like rio you suck man you suck we get in the head buddy he sucks. Hey. He he doesn't have any excuse. Yeah, totally. Um, he in my eyes, he has the confession. He has the he heard the be my boyfriend when loud and clear when Hana kind of bitterly was like, "How do you get a girlfriend?" Oh, and yeah. Yeah, that was uh, and that Vivi was like, "I uh, make it very, very, very clear, and then I wait for some kind of verbal reciprocation." That that was it's like a, the like, ultimate third wheel moment I think I've ever seen. <laughs> like, Mama, you are yep. so the it was third a wheel here. They were communicating each other's intentions Absolutely. in that moment, and that was and like, Hana was also there. Yeah, hit eject <laughs> Hana. Get the fuck out of there. Go stare so at him from the window upstairs. So you know, y'all know that wolf pack vibe where the lead alpha wolf knows, like, okay, we're about to pounce, and then everyone else is like, let's go, let's pounce. I'm feeling that right now. So let's fucking pounce on Rio. Okay, let's just fucking. <laughs> 
bisect this episode. <laughs> Robert's over here. He's got like his hand on the leash on the three of us, and he's like, he's like, no, guys, hold on, hold on. wait. I've I've been drinking kung fu, girl. I'm feeling violent. I'm about to do some kung fu. And he's like, Rio. let Please go of the leash. Fuck it. I Wait, actually, no, real. I like you a lot. You're a really nice guy. I'm not going to do kung fu to you because you'd eat my ass. I like him less. But he'd eat your what? So, you are on your second bottle of wine, bro. The thing with Rio, right? Let's just gump, jump to the end because we all know the ending. You, if you're listening to this episode, you know what happened at the end of Terrace House episode 30. Rio is not, I mean, he's into Vivi, but he's going to decline her. Because she wants to move to America and he definitely doesn't. And he doesn't want her to not move America and give up her dreams because of his dreams, right? So they're definitely mm. not going to happen. That's the vibe I get. So why the fuck does he seem so horny for her for like the first 40 minutes of this dude, episode? Like I like, said, dude. Like I said, if they had went up in that playroom and Kai and Hana weren't there, they probably would have made out. Mac down. Yes. He might have got, got a titty in his hand. He's got like, know. well, he's got like half his foot in the water with this whole situation. It's like Ugh. one of those things where in his head, he's like, I don't want to lead her on, but I kind of already am. But I don't want this to happen, but I do want it to but happen. I don't want to hurt Hana. Right. But Hana. I don't. Exactly. It's 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 a whole fucking mess. And at the end of this episode, we realize just how fucking oblivious he is. Like, he's oblivious, you know? And he's just like, he's like, should I go talk to Hana? It's like, yes! Yes! Dude, yes. Just get it over with. Rule of thumb, what would Han San do? He would have mm-hmm. been straight up. He would have been honest with everybody. I'm sick of this bullshit with Kenny. I'm sick of this bullshit with Rio. If they think that what they're doing is their way of being nice, it's not. And it's not coming across that way either. It's not, it's going to backfire for them. And I just hate this. And Hansan would have given the advice to be completely honest and let it be said and let it be known and let's all get along with our lives. And I just think that's really the way to be, man. It's, it's just not being followed here. So what would Hansan do? Hashtag. Mm. And what's so annoying is that he has to turn to Emmy. The one girl, the first girl who tried to court him, right, for this advice of should I talk to these two girls and basically shut them down. And she's like, it's not my place to give the advice. But fucking yes, you idiot. Yes. Tell (laughs) them that you are not into them and stop the charade. Well, okay. So also here, another big point I have about this whole episode is the concept of fixed endpoints. Are you guys familiar with this? Concept? Is this a geometry thing? Not necessarily, but I, this is a new term that I was introduced to when I went out with uh, my friends to dinner last summer. Uh, I had a friend who I won't name here because they don't know I'm telling the story, but they have always said they're going to be moved. They live in Austin. They said they're going to be moving to Dallas where their family is. They're going to be moving back there at some point. So because Ooh. they mentally had this fixed endpoint in their head that they're going to be living in Dallas at some point, even though there's no concrete plans. Anytime any kind of adventure or or dating prospect or any kind of hint at romance would come up in Austin, they would immediately tell themselves, well, I'm going to be in Dallas at some undeterminate point in the future. So there's no point in pursuing this whatsoever. And so Mm. they would just constantly be shutting the door on opportunities for love, for romance, for anything career, because they have this fixed endpoint in their head that, well, this is all for naught. I'm going to be leaving here anyways. Instead of saying yes, they would say no to everything. Close the door. And that's what Rio's doing here. He's saying, well, you want to be in America and there's no way I'm moving there. So, so this is a non-starter. And it's just like, dude, like, I'll tell you what, man, most people 
say that they regret that kind of shit in life. They don't ever say, wow, I'm really glad I shut the door and said no on these opportunities when I was younger and could have said yes. Very few times does that happen. Usually people are like, man, that's the one that got away. I wish I made a different decision there. My life could be completely different. And I just hate to see it happen. Um, but you know what? If he doesn't appreciate Vivi for how cool and awesome she seems to be in her early phases, then she can maybe do better too. I just don't understand because he said before, like, he wanted to move to America. I think yeah. that Vivi's going to be very surprised if she finds out directly that the reason why he's not endured is that he doesn't foresee it working out future times when it's like you said you were going to move. He said that to... directly. Yeah, he did. He did. Yeah, percent. And it's like, why why wouldn't even you give the chance to be like, okay, maybe like move to America for like a couple years and then move back ultimately to live in Japan. Yeah, and the way he was talking to Emika, it seems like, well, I'm never going to America ever, right? It was like very yeah. like, what the hell? Like, I want to give Ryo the benefit of the doubt here, right? Because we're all looking at this uh, as as armchair therapists, right? As third wheels is looking at it in retrospect, right? But it should have been clear at least by like three weeks ago that VP is horny for you. Oh yeah, like <laughs> Good oh guys. man, there was yeah. so much don't flirting. Lie, hips don't lie. Yeah, I mean, it's just there's been so many hints dropped by now that you should know. Even if you went to an all boys middle school, all boys high school, you don't really have that much experience with the fairer gender. Not that there are only two genders, but you know, we're talking about oh, the heterosexual go. world of Terrace House, right? Um, you should at least know, man, she wants to bone you. And so maybe a, a relationship might brew here. And that should have been apparent at least by episode 20. I don't know, seven? I mean, at least make out. Like, in three days. Hana said it herself. She had made, like, more progress in three days than a month and a half of flirting with him. Yeah, I thought they were going to get together, you know, last week or the week before. And I'm a big proponent of the idea that if you're going to date someone, it makes a, like, there are no rules for dating. But if you are friends with someone and then it ends up being dating, I do think that's one of the best ways to do it because it's like you already know them pretty well and all that. But... Looking at the way Rio and Vivi are, they were definitely not going to be one of those couples that got together after being friends for a couple years. This was definitely high passion, <clears throat> high reward, very, very raunchy. Question about Hello. this tableau. Three questions. Th- three, no, three, questions. three questions. <laughs> one question <laughs> about the cuddly movie incident. Oh, God. What color movie? Does oh, then with the does hand holding equal marriage? Is that an indication toward marriage? As Yama says, Jesus, that was the implication. Wow, like I, I don't know. I was fully expecting them to hold hands and maybe even have a kiss here or there. But then, yeah, I think at least my theory at this point uh, is that Rio got cold feet because he might have saw Emika and Hana peering down from that fucking window. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it's staring at them yeah. and watching every fucking move they make. Yeah. You know? So it's kind of yeah. hard to be watching a movie comfortably. And you can see it in Vivi's face. You know? She's sitting there. Wa- you, like she, they, they do that like one shot of, of her like straight on where it's her watching the movie. And she's like wide eyed. <laughs> and, she, 
<laughs> she's like definitely she's like i cannot fucking believe these people you know so i don't know i i i don't like yes like, there should have been a move from rio but there wasn't and i think that could have played a part but i'm not entirely mm. sure i i kind of was expecting one though okay it's time to bring out the big guns guys you ready uh, the controversial guns. terrace house opinion of the week jack Zapata. follow me lay on it on TM. me jack tm 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 <sighs> he's fucking okay i'll start again He's fucking someone else outside of the house. Rio is a player. He's got a fucking hickey. He's going out to Lion King on a Monday, and then he's going to dinner with his friend. He's totally not trying to look like a player. He's not trying to piss off his side hoe, all right, his side piece, because that's why he hasn't gone on the museum date. They haven't gone on date one with Vivi. How many times on Terrace House do we get someone sharing earbuds or something like that, watching a movie on a laptop, turns into a Tetris bang, turns into a makeout sesh in the playroom, happens all the fucking time we've seen this before rio's a player he's lying he's banging someone outside the house 100 percent hickey fuck this guy okay <laughs> and furthermore, <laughs> <I'm> furthermore <laughs> he's totally benefit banging someone else on the house he's got the fucking hickey benefit of the doubt no people don't always need to be banging someone to be satisfied he could maybe just be Good on his own. Yeah, I think he doesn't that, want to get in a relationship. What's yeah, who was he going to Lion King with? Who's that? He from a friend. His, his basketball friend who loves musical theater, just sma- like him, and that smacks him on the neck and gives him a bruise. It was, it was fucking well, Hakeem Olajuwon and Charles Barkley went with him to fucking Lion King. Okay, my real thought about Rio here is I don't know and I don't care if he has a side piece, right? You don't like look. I lived with Colin for two years. I've known him for. Are you like, Colin side? Oh, is that fuck, this is news to me. <laughs> and I've, how, like, like I've known Colin for like four years. All right, I would never in like a billion years. Like I love you, bro. I would never rest my head on your shoulder in a billion years unless I plan to make out with you. That's just not gonna happen. <laughs> I don't know if I'm right? getting your point here, Robert. <laughs> my point is, is for the record, this is Colin, the first time. If he leans against you, he wants to make say, out. I, what I will yeah, say clearly. is, this is the first time I've ever heard Robert tell me he loves me. So. This is the there you sound, go. You're sounds welcome. like trying to you actually is what it sounds no, like. My point, my point being, Joe leaned his head onto Vivi's fucking shoulder. That's on camera. There is no dispute for that, right? Kinda. If you fucking do that, that doesn't mean you see them as a friend or as a potential not romantic interest. Like, there's no world. Where you do that to someone and they read it as, oh, yeah, man, that's, this that's is a not a friend of mine. No, even like, if no. I'm uh, friends with a girl. And I don't pull that move when I think of them platonically. I, I to be honest with you guys, I don't know that they where there was contact. I think it seemed like they were like an inch apart, but I don't know that his head was actually on her arm. Dangerously close. It was on. Also, fucking, also yeah, it was dangerous. Way, it was, it was, it was dangerously close. close. It was dangerously close. But so was her hand. She kept looking for excuses to touch him. I'm cold. Here's my hand. Oh. Feel it. Why are you so warm? Am I that warm? Then he. Then she touched him again, yeah. and then he fucking put her hand on like, the blanket like a cold-hearted bastard. I was like, oh, <laughs> third, third, third reason why he's banging someone outside the house. That's what you do, okay? You're like, oh, you were trying to touch me? Nah, you know, put your hand in the face. Third, it's, 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 what you, it's what you do. Yeah. But, yeah, so, ter- to Daima, a Terrasauce podcast conspiracy theory, TM, for the week. Um, so, yes, side piece or 
or we always can revert back or, to the fact that him and him and Vivi could be doing shit off camera. Well, okay, okay. So second okay. controversial Terrace House opinion of the week. You're getting Damn. a two for here. Go. Okay. So Go. Rio said he said this very clearly. Okay, and we overlook it. I want the next woman I date to be the mother of my children. He obviously doesn't look at Vivi as a potential mother of his children. And when he said that, I was like, okay, well, then he's never going to date anybody then. Because what a high bar, like impossible to ever fulfill, like a once in a lifetime thing. You're going to find like one of these. What are the chances one of these three of your roommates are going to be the mother of your children? That's never happened on Terrace House ever so it's like when he said that i was like okay well this is never happening now even though i wanted to have high hopes it, they, they kind of were dashed there i want to point out a loophole you don't need to date someone to fuck them so uh, you think they're banging oh well possibly i mean you don't get a hickey because you shook hands that's not her hickey I mean, that ain't her hickey. how did no one call that that's out enough, though like, it was a hickey. really dark spot yeah no one called that out yeah no one but brought me, it up. my my point is, yes, I think it's totally fine to think, oh, the next woman I date is going to be the mother of my children. That's totally fine. I think that's a great goal to have. That doesn't mean the next woman you bang is the one you're dating. You know, He, he seems and, like he thinks very highly of himself. Like He wants to be a good guy. I don't know if he's into that. And we're, But we're also making the assumption that he's come to Terrace House to date. And I think it was just, you know, part of his career. A career move. Yeah, hundred percent. I, I did not ever get the feeling he was there. He was like, I really want to date someone. Well, it's like he's focused on basketball. He said it himself. Well, well, yeah, he did. But also in his like pre-interview when he was with those two boys, he said that you know this is one of the few chances in life that he could meet other girls. I think he did say in that pre-interview that he was there to meet other girls too. I have to rewind the tape on that, but I seem to have that memory. Who knows? I mean, either way, he's he's a pirate. He'll he'll comes across a, a lot of booty. He comes across he's a, a lot pirate, of booty, man. He comes across Katan's booty. He's fine. Booty. But okay, so I th- I think I think we should wrap up the real conversation. How can we in a time soon. like this? I We're know quarantine. it's so it's so rough. But basically, I think Rio is gonna leave soon. I think he's gonna leave like next episode. Well, he's episode not after this. He's not friends with the boys. It seems like, or he's cordial with them, but you know, they're not like, you're my bro, my bro, bro. Let's bro out. He's, my, it's my not bro, like bro. that at all. My best friend. Uh, you know, he already said he doesn't like the other two girls. Seems like he's given Vivi the cold fucking shoulder. Uh, it seems like he's never in the house anymore. So yeah, writing's on he's the gonna wall He's going to leave in basketball away he's, like, he's trying to. So he's trying to bail, man. And I, like I said, I thought this would be a G move, but somehow it's not turning into that. It's weird. You can never predict anything on Terrace House. It really... We'll throw you for a loop anytime you try. So we cut to the living room <laughs> where Emmy and Topaz are together and they share a Coca-Cola. Oh, I love this scene. Okay. So I don't of, know. Yeah. Yeah. They weren't even touching. No. But that was like less lewd than what was happening with Vivian. <laughs> <Yo. laughs> mm. Yeah, they, they didn't even hold hands, so we don't even know if they'll get married. But at the same time, there was electricity. I just hear the there wedding was electricity. bells. They were vibing. They were just chilling, and they were so yeah. relaxed next there to was, sitting next to each other. There was electricity in two people falling asleep looking at their phones. It's funny to say, no. though, but there was. Like, there was chemistry there. Yeah. They seemed comfy real, together. Real talk. 
I would pay so much money to be one of them in that situation because that is like the best fucking moment of any relationship. Not like it's mm. it's not about the flirting. It's not about the high octane moments. It's about those moments where you can just fucking lays out on a couch one inch away from mm. your partner and just chill. Like you don't even give mm. a fuck about what they do in the next hour or two hours or the next year. You just lay with them and it's just no expectations. It's just chill, man. Just relax. You enjoy the moment. And that's what it was between those two. I mean, I, I so yes, nice. it was a beautiful moment. But Emika, like, they're just so, like, they're so chill. They're so chill. I mean, I'm not saying it wouldn't work. I think it totally could work. But it just seems like it would kind of be boring. Yeah, but it's, it's, <laughs> like, they're it's just so, like, like, man, like nah. I like them, like, I like them as a couple. I'm not saying, I'm not saying I don't like them as a couple. I'm, and they do fit. But what I am saying is I think it'd be really unhot for them to make out or do anything intimate. Like, Amica seems like she'd be really boring. She would probably, like, fake it in bed. And then she'd be the kind of chick that rolls Whoa. over, hands him a tissue, then leaves. It's like, right, like. Jack. Jack, okay, I know they're on a TV show, but, like, their, like, whole life, including their sex life, is not just, like trying to grab our like entertainment <laughs> like it's not for entertainment yeah. value <laughs> we need to see what these people are really like I don't, in real life i, I didn't get know it. that that's a big part of like the the whether or not the relationship is good for your viewers point of view if you want to watch people yeah. on their phone on a couch this is the episode for you all right yeah yeah, yeah, yeah okay. i do <laughs> So, yeah, I'll agree that, like, in terms of reality TV watching, this is not necessarily the most high-octane entertaining shit to watch. But in terms of, like, man, you found a partner and I'm so happy for you, this is that wholesome shit that I eat mm. up and drink as much as I drink this fucking good white I'm wine. getting buzzed. I don't know. Okay. I feel like I'm in the room with fucking sober-ass motherfuckers. I'm I can still read, so, so I'm not the worst, okay. but I'm definitely okay. feeling it. Okay. But... This is the shit that, like, is the best part about any relationship. It's not about those... I, I mean, sure, it's great to, like, celebrate those one-year anniversaries where they took you to whatever Disneyland or whatever the fuck, right? But I think they're going to go to Disney. They might go to Disney. But the, I, to me, at least, the best parts about a relationship are those moments where you don't remember. Where you could just chill on a couch on a lazy Sunday afternoon, no chores left to do, you did all of them yesterday, and you're just fucking scrolling through Reddit next to your partner who's also scrolling through reddit and you share memes with each other or some shit like that that is the shit i dare them to prove me wrong let's have a kissing scene at the yokohama <laughs> okay. fucking ferris wheel and let it be fireworks and then i'll be like oh that's so nice there you go i i mean what i hope you have i hope to they have do the that spectacle? what i, I think it is, that. is that i think they're gonna be they're gonna end up a less dramatic uchi and minori from BG, uh, bgitc and it's going to be one of those things where they're finally going to couple up, right? Whoa. And they're going to be like, okay, you guys can leave now because they're just, dude, because the they're just not doing anything. The par- and I'm not saying that the parallels with that couple. Yeah. And they look, Go ahead. I mean, I think they would make for a great couple. I think they, they have great chemistry together, but I just don't think they would make for an entertaining couple to watch. And I mean, obviously, they're, they're real people. So that's not, you know, that's not their job. But someone needs to eat this man's meat. But the parallels are real because Uchi <laughs> and, and Topaz. Were fucking very mm. listen. Think about it. Think about it for real. I'm being real. They're very diligent in their work in their career. They're hard workers. They're really busy. They want to. They're clean individuals. Minori. Now that you brought it up, and Emika, 
don't really do much. I guess MK has a part-time job. We don't yeah, know. Yeah, we don't know about that. We've never seen it. It never comes up. But they're just more like they seem homebodies. She's always got uh, MK says she always has free time. They're chilling. They're kind of boring. You know? Um, so yeah, there's more parallels there between those two couples than you kind of think about at first blush. All right. Uh, this is like it'll only come out of a drunk cast, but do you think uh, Minori ate Uchi's meat before she ate Uchi's meat? <laughs> they definitely wow. they had the sex room. They had the secret <laughs> sex room in BGITC. They had to have done something besides argue. That's all we ever saw uh, this, when the this camera is was Colin on. Yeah. signing off for today's Monetary Sauce podcast. Uh, <laughs> Colin, you are sober as shit. I don't give a fuck what I, you dude, say. Dude, I drank more than half a bottle of wine. Bitch, I'm on two. I'm on one and a half. I know. I'm on like my fifth beer. You're. You guys are just letting me talk out my ass this week, and now I sound even stupider because y'all are sober. Oh no. (laughs) So we cut to nighttime on the first floor, and it's Rio and Hana. I haven't read the rest of these notes, so I'm flying by the seat of my pants here. (laughs) Okay, so Hana's chilling on the living room, and Rio comes into the living room from the boys' room, and is like, "Oh, hey, I just came back from Osaka. I've got these dojima rolls." Very good. I'm going to put them in the fridge. Um, Dojima roll. And this is where we, you get a very clear shot of Ryo's hickeys here. Like, legit, go back to this scene. I do not have timestamps, but it's a scene where Ryo comes into the living room. Ignore the fact that they're shaped exactly like a mouth. Those are not. Yeah, it's like two little spots right next to each other. (laughs) He had a mishap with the vacuum cleaner. All right, let's just fucking drop it. I thought that was for women. (laughs) Wait. Oh, yeah. No? No. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here, Robert. All right, I'm signing off. Bye, everyone. The rest of this God, podcast is up first to First, Colin, now right, you. Anyway, so. <laughs> <laughs> but, okay, so Ryo puts away the Dojima roll, right? And in the kitchen. And then he sees Bevy. She's in the kitchen as well. And he notices her very, very straight, silky, beautiful hair. That was just recently straightened and very silky. And it's at this moment that Hana decides that, oh no, my laptop is very low on battery. I must go upstairs to recharge it and and go away now. I must, my people call for aid. So here's the the fucking thing. Here's the fucking thing, y'all. So we get this very, very clear shot of this supposed hickey on Ryo's neck. He's wearing like a, I think a white sweater or something, if I recall right. And he's got this hickey on his neck. And it, it very clearly looks like a hickey. So I think Hana's oblivious enough enough to see that and just assume it's like a basketball thing or whatever. But I don't think Vivi is. What? Hold on, Colin. Can you explain to me what basketball thing <laughs> would lead you to having that's, two little? That's what I'm saying. Like, I, on your te- it, on your it throat. would be a ridiculous like <laughs> assumption or whatever. But I don't think Hana's like very aware of the idea of hickeys or something like that. Yeah, I don't see I, fucking. I think she's I, that's what I'm saying because she would have called if she would do. Yeah, uh, if she mean, understood or had an inkling of what it was. She would have called it out. But what I'm saying is, I think Vivi would have called it out because she's probably the most outspoken out of anyone in the house. And the fact that she didn't call it out, or at least we didn't get a scene where she calls it out, is because she's the one who fucking gave it to him. Thank you. Yes. No way. Yes. That's that's that's, no that's how I bolster mm, my conspiracy shit, theory. When you put it that way, actually. Shit. Yes, like That's she was sitting extremely. Because I mean, Vivi. they were fucking practically cuddling, dude. You know, she mm. she saw it. Like, there's no denial. It was nah. on. Oh, she yeah. saw it, but dude, there's also. Listen, man, you're forgetting that sometimes people notice shit, but denial's a strong ass motherfucker. 
Okay, like she, you don't want to ruffle feathers. You don't want to ask questions if you're scared of the answer. None of these girls in this house are going to be like, Rio, you got another side piece hoe on the side, two piece and a biscuit, well, motherfucker. You got another, you know, are you doing something extracurricular? No one wants to ask them that because they're going to be scared of hearing yeah. So they all think they are viable. I don't they all see. Think they I don't see. Besides Emika, I think Emika has waved the flag, but Hannah and, and Vivi are vying. Because she's the one that was like, let's talk. Exactly. I'd I'd really like to hope they wouldn't ask him do how to side piece ho going. I'd like <laughs> I to would love to see that. Maybe not. It's a, mm, it's a little more classy. That wording. You know? Do you do you have a girlfriend? Hey, bros maybe? before hoes. That's what he would say. I, sure. Yeah. Pepe, we need Pepe's advice. <laughs> we need Pepe. We need we Pepe need... back, and he'd ask, "Yo, bro, what's what's bro, up with those hickeys, bro? <laughs> bro, <laughs> bro, we what's up with the, what's five. up with those hickeys, bro?" <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> oh man. Okay, so after Hana goes upstairs, she she goes to charge her laptop. Hana or fuck me. And Vivi and Ryo, they decide, okay, let's go watch a movie together. Let's go watch it in the living room. And let's cuddle up together because a laptop's better than a phone, which I agree. Well, Rio was going to watch the movie solo TV, like, in the on his phone, and it was basically yeah. becomes Rio. an open invitation for Vivi, and he's like, "Hey, so do you have a laptop? That'd be easier to watch this." But, but before and that, Rio was don't. acting like a straight bitch. He was at that side table, totally ignoring Vivi. You know, looking at his phone. She's sitting there, basically knee, you know, holding her knees, like pouting and shit. Like, all right, well, I guess you're not going to talk to me and have barely seen me. Guess you don't care, you know. And then he goes, well, "I'm going to change, watch a movie on the couch." Didn't really invite yeah. her at that point yet, Mm-mm. you know. Yeah, Rio was acting like a straight bitch. I thought this whole time. Okay, so I was under the impression for me at this point in the episode, I thought, okay, Rio and Vivi are fucking. That's that's where my brain Man. was at. That's where my internal head cannon was at. If only. So when he's when he said, "I'm gonna go watch a movie on the couch," I thought he meant on the playroom couch mm. where you and I can watch uh, the movie together. Yeah, that's what I would have thought make too. out yeah. as if we had always been making out for the past four nights because we're horny individuals. You thought. That's all I thought. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, is Robert going to come back with some yeah. No, you got more there, buddy. <laughs> His, no, they're so horny. I thought, they were, yes. I thought they were horny for each other, right? Real's not horny. And then, yeah, and that's when we come to the couch scene, which you've already kind of dissected a lot. So I'm just gonna go through it really quickly. But they watch through a show together, and then Hana comes down, and she's like, like well, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna join." But she, I'm just gonna. She contemplated it, and she went back and forth on that wheel. decision like four or five times because she sits there on the stairs and she's like, "Oh, oh." She look, looks over and sees them, and she's like, "Ah, uh, maybe oh. I don't know." And then she takes her foot off the next step, and then yeah. backwards, and then forwards, and then backwards, and then forwards, and then backwards, so and then up funny. back the stairs, and then down the stairs. She's like, "Fuck it." <laughs> The creaky oh, floorboard. I'm gonna, I'm gonna third wheel it. Fuck it. Yeah, and then yeah, Vivi's now got to worry. Can you see it? Can you see it? Are you okay, Hana? I can't. We were wheeling so bad. I can't. And Rio oh, was sitting there with like his hands behind his head, and he's like, oh, "God damn it!" But but then it's not enough okay. to be a third wheel and make it awkward already. Then she has to like engage in really awkward questioning while they're trying to watch a movie allegedly. You know, uh, and she's like, how do you get a girlfriend? Rio's like, I don't know. Ask her. She's fucking such a hit with the guys. She's like, what? Me? Like, dude, what a fucking clusterfuck. 
you know, Han is asking the real questions. How do you get a girlfriend at this point? But no, it's it's such a weird question to ask, especially in that kind of charge situation yeah. where you know for a fact that Rio and Vivi get along very, very well, right? And she just asks straight up into the room, into the ether, how do you get a girlfriend? I mean, maybe this was a genius ass moment from Hana in the sense that if he answers like, oh, I would like spend time with her on the couch, but not take her out or like trying to see if he's admitting to pursuing Vivi or also we did get the the chance that Vivi pretty much straight up said like that she's pursuing Rio because of the way she's been acting because that's the mm. what she describes as her own strategy. Yeah, Vivi basically says uh something along the lines of I would make my feelings very clear, but I would not make the first move. Which mm-hmm. is a very amorphic statement. I think that means something different to everyone when it comes to relationships because the the dichotomy between a move versus making my intentions clear probably means something different to everyone. It's right? like Morpheus in the Matrix. Like, I will show you the doorway, but you got to walk in, motherfucker. Exactly. Ooh. Let's not call it a doorway. <laughs> so The threshold. Um, that might be worse. <laughs> <laughs> that might be you get really the point. worse. Quipping growth. <laughs> but nonetheless, it's very clear that at this point, uh, Vivi is made uh, made absolutely apparent she is interested in Rio. Like if Rio had done anything that was along the lines of, hey, Vivi, do you want to get dinner? Or hey, Vivi, do you want to do this and that? She would have been like, yes, let's go because she seems to be into him, right? Mm-hmm. But so far, at least on Terrace House camera, right? We don't know what's been happening behind the scenes. But on Terrace House camera, Han, uh, Rio has not done anything in terms of engaging yeah, on a it's ins- or saying, It's insane hey, to me that They've had all these deep conversations. They've hung out as much as they have, and neither of them have initiated asking each other on a date. Like, mm-hmm. I, is it where Rio is so fucking busy that he just doesn't have time? I mean, I know he's only free on Monday nights, and he, maybe he just wants to relax or whatever. Is he just not take, like making an effort, or is he just worried about like other things? Like, I know the moving to America thing is always on his mind. I know the Honda thing is bothering him. So, I don't know. Is he hesitant to make it a formal date thing by asking her out and taking her somewhere? I I don't know. I'm perplexed. I want to point out the only time Rio has even done an inkling of engaging someone on a date. And that was after Hana won one of her matches. I think it was like a championship Mm. match, right? And she had suggested, let's go out shopping. And he retaliated Mm. with, let's go to the hot spring. I think that's the only time Rio has come close to being the one to say, hey, let's go out to XYZ place. I'm kind of reserving mm-hmm. myself to the fact that he they're never going to go on that fucking museum date. I had ho- high hopes museum. for that. Yeah, exactly. I had hopes for that. Yeah. How can you shut someone down so hard based on one thing they said one time without going on a single date with them when there's so much chemistry there? Yeah. How can you just squander all that? It's just crazy to me. Okay, benefit of the doubt and drink every time I say benefit of the doubt because I've said it like four times. I need another beer. Uh, Saying it once, like, like, yes, I agree. Like focusing on one little thing to say no to someone when it comes to relationships is a little rough. 
But when that one little thing is, hey, I want to move to a different geographic location that's like 13 time zones away from you, I feel like that's kind of a big deal. Like mm. if I were courting someone who said, hey, I want to move to Slovakia in the next year, I'd be like, okay, that's not going to be a long distance relationship, probably. I mean, you got to wonder, too, things change, though. You know, she might not have anticipated feeling this way about Rio. And, but, you know, he basically shot down, like, well, even if she changes her mind, I won't be happy with that. So it's like she's totally fucked if she does and fucked if she doesn't move to America in a way. You know what I mean? Like, well, it's just like, I don't know. It's just like she said at one time, and, yeah, it might be her dream, but that doesn't mean that things can't change. It's just the whole fixed endpoints quandary. Like, and I'm really trying not to live my life like that. Like, to just shut the door on possibilities. Like, I think there's a movie, a Jim Carrey movie called, like, Yes yep. Man or something mm-hmm. like that. Like, yes what, Man. Like, what happens if you just spend your life saying yes to everything? Like, you're going to live a lot more life, most likely. You know, and yeah, you'll make some mistakes. And yeah, you might have some regrets. But you're going to have some crazy experiences at the end of that if you just keep an open mind to things. But if you just say, oh, you said that thing that one time, you beautiful girl that I have all this chemistry with. Too bad. Get lost. You know, it's like, so damn, dude. He Here's the recurring overarching theme with with rio as it stands right now he doesn't fucking communicate he gets one hint Mm-mm. one fucking conversation or whatever and he deals in absolutes after that yeah, yeah exactly with. and then everything's fucked from that it's like no dude they're fucking people sit down and have a conversation maybe talk about it i don't know Ever heard of talking? Yeah. 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 You get like, you get like, yeah, you get like two hours on the couch with her a week. Like, you don't know her. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. What, what, what really bothers me is that this isn't for lack of like knowing what to do. It's like you've already established like talking to other people. Like, yeah, I should probably talk with her. Yeah, you're right. That's probably what's best. And then he just doesn't do it. It is kind of like cowardly. I would argue. Hello. Hi, I'm Robert. Oh, we were wondering. I would argue this isn't a lack of communication. This is, is I'm a liar of communication. Mm. Shit. Because this is like when Vivi mentioned, I want to move to America. We've mentioned this before. His response was, yeah, I'd love to retire in America. Right. That was the vibe I got in the last episode or two when he was talking about retirement and talking about moving to America. His whole vibe was, yes, America is on the plate in terms of places I'd love to live in in the future, right? Mm-hmm. And now he's turning around and using the fact that she wants to move America as an excuse to not be with her. Oh, because he's got, he's got a side hoe. He's got a side hoe. And look, I don't want to I don't want to label him as a liar. That's I mean everyone lies. That's just how it is. Santa Claus doesn't exist. Look it up. <gasps> but how dare yeah, you? Yeah, sorry. Spoilers. Um, but nonetheless, it's just like if you are legit if you for real in your 100% basketball boy heart think that if the girl I want to be the mother of my children can't live in America you should not say to someone who's flirting super fucking hard with you that yeah I'd consider moving to America to live with you yeah where it's I mean, not even live yeah, with him was he yeah. so here's the thing I mean what if his side hoe quote unquote is actually yes. his parents 
Wow. Okay. Damn. Uh, now, I know I phrased that in a very hub, fucking so heard, okay. clickbaity headline sort of way. But Can that hey, be our hey, headline of, for this episode? My side hoe is my mom. Hey, out of context, please check yes, this yes. check this timestamp. What if his perfect. side hoe exactly. is his parents? And by that, I mean like the fact that he's saying I want to retire in America, but not necessarily live there now because Obviously, if he he lives in America now and he continues to play basketball and maybe even the NBA, his parents are not going to show up to those games. And that was his whole reason for him being drafted into the Yokohama B Corsairs, because he wanted his parents to be able to show up to his games and he could be close to his family and shit like that. So it could be a family ties thing. It could be as simple as that. But we still have this recurring theme that that like the shit's starting to not line up here. We've got a hickey on the neck, and it very could it very well could be either they're fucking off camera or a side hoe. We're hitting a lot of the same points here. But are we still talking about his parents? <laughs> no, baby. I, I don't know at this point. I just fucking attention. Parents. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, okay, hold on. Daily, I daily I, scold I this man. That- scold this man. Is that allowed? No. <laughs> I mean, slash accidental Bama. <laughs> According to Pornhub, it's allowed. <laughs> Who knows beyond uh, that? But I think here is just it's an unfortunate case of possibly I might be projecting a bit, but maybe I think Rio's thinking with his dick before he's thinking with could his be. brain. Could be, could be just saying he's whatever gets him in his with, get, gets him in her pants. But then why is he having second thoughts then? Uh, I'm starting to think I'm he's re- more worried about his image on Twitter's house. Exactly. Ooh, he's worried about that, how ooh. he's being portrayed. And like I said, also previous episodes, think of what this motherfucker's DMs look like right now on Instagram. He's getting every single woman that wants him DM. I'm sure he's got a lot of opportunities. You know, he's pri- he's trying to like. I think if he does leave soon, he's trying to leave like with his image intact, so he thinks. And then also like he's thinking about all the other opportunities that are before him now because he got that terrace house bump. And it's really fucking gross to kind of see after we had this with Kenny earlier. We thought Rio was going to be that guy that sees that initiative. But no, it was secretly Topaz. Topaz is the best boy so far of these three. Yes. Easy. Yes. Easy. Yeah. To- Topaz is the best. Pinoy Pride represent. But with Rio, I think it's that. I don't know. I, I think it all go- boils down to the fact that he at one point on camera, on film, check the footage, rewind the tape. He did say. He would consider moving to America. He totally did. And now did. and now he's using that as an excuse to not date this girl. That's absolutely it's because yeah. he didn't have that Popeye's <laughs> two-piece side hoe at the yeah. time. That's what it is. Oh, it's absolutely okay, wait, wait, wait. what? Did you fucking say Popeye's two-piece side hoe? Yes, I did. What the fuck? Can you explain that to <laughs> he me? Said that earlier. When he said that to Vivi, <laughs> this is when he said that to Vivi. At the time, he was being honest, but I'm saying something happened between then and now, and now he, that's why he's using this excuse, because he's got a side out. All I'm saying is a real basket boy would get a three-piece side piece <laughs> from Popeyes to get the right protein to do his job. Oh, man. Listen, I think we're hitting on a lot of the same points here, guys. We're kind of just... <laughs> We're kind of just riding on Rio right now. Are you the voice of sobriety right now, Colin? You shut the fuck up. Yeah, you drink drink more, Colin. You shut the fuck up and drink. Fuck you guys. You fucking fraud. My my point being, I think Rio is using an excuse of geography, which I think is a fair excuse, but it's not fair when you say that you're willing to move to another country, right? 
But nonetheless, he's using it as an excuse to not date this girl. Yeah. Which is kind of annoying, right? I I think I'd rather him be, like, if he's truly trying to be a good boy, trademark registered, right? Good, good boy. You should be a real good boy. Once you do one little fuck up, it ruins your whole image. And this is possibly your one little So here's what I will say. I think that at the end of this episode, when Yo sits down with Emmy and he's like, Hey, so like, what should I do? Should I sit there? Should I actually go to Hana and talk about it? What the fuck's going on and turn her down? And then should I talk to Vivi? And I mean, cause like, yes, yes to both questions. Fucking do it. And at the end of this episode, I was like, fucking finally, thank you. He needed to hear that because he needs to start making moves. We've been sitting here fucking holding our breath for the past three, four weeks now. And so I think this next episode, we're actually going to get some progress on the Rio front and see what the fuck's going to happen. However, I think there might be some serious drama that breaks out. I have a feeling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 100%. I think there's going to be some some fighting. Mm-hmm. Yo, mm. the next episode's called Publicity Ooh. Stunt. Oh, that is about Rio. It's got to be about Rio. I don't, I don't know who's going to do the publicity stunt and where they're going to do it, but fuck am I excited to see it. It's got to be Rio. Does he leave fucking next episode that soon, you think? Oh, do you think he just ghosts the house? No. He's just he's just gone. No. no, dude. No, 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 no. The, the bell rings. Ping pong. It's Shohei. He's like, I'm here to pick Rio up. Oh, <laughs> shit. Oh, shit. <laughs> He's going to join me on my golf crusade. Uh, dude, I don't know, man. I, I, I just hate seeing because I like Rio. He's done a lot for the show, I feel. But, like, I hate to see him leave on this really wish-washy note. It's just yes. not how I expect it to yeah. go, you know? So that's that's where the sadness yeah, is. Yeah, and it is crazy because it's Hana that's finally the one, like, I'm sick of this fucking, I'm sick of, wait, I'm sick of waiting around. Emmy, would you please go and have a conversation with Rio? this whole thing yeah how does rio and then he's like yeah like uh, well she says to him she goes yo obviously you know what this is about you know what's going on he's like yeah how can i not know what's going on it's like dude if you know then quit acting like you don't know you liar yeah yeah can we talk can we talk about his response to uh to hana his idea with hana is that since she hasn't explicitly said hey i like you he can't say no and it's like look We've criticized her for saying I have fuzzy feelings for you, but that was the signal. That was the moment that where was she was so like, crystal clear, dude. Crystal yeah, clear. Yeah, that's the moment you know this is a little bit more than friendship, and this is possibly romance. That's what at least she wants, and mm, that's mm. the moment you know if you don't feel romance, tell her, let her know, mm. because the longer she goes on having these fuzzy feelings, the worse it's gonna be. That's it. That he said it, yeah. man. Gosh, thank you. That's our That's episode. I feel <laughs> like, bad for, for it, weird, yeah. In a weird way, I feel bad for Vivi at all this. I don't know. Oh yeah, yeah. Didn't expect to be saying that, but I do. No, I mean, I think that's that's the whole point of the, this episode of Tadaima Terrace House podcast, right? Is that Vivi's been laying it on thick, thick. and the annoying, super thick, and the annoying thick thing is, is Ryo has been responding just enough. To make Vivi think, maybe Man, she's be been lathering right. it on like it's like a, it's like a whole episode. knife of fucking They're peanut fucking... butter, and Rio ain't giving her no bread. What Colin said. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just gonna let that one hang, Colin. Confucius, Confucius says. says you need bread for your for your fucking Confu- thick layer of peanut butter. There it is. With two C's. Yeah, it's just annoying that like 
we picked it up fucking three episodes ago, I want to yeah. say, right? Whatever yeah. whatever episode it was, Vivi joined, right? Fucking, she's horny for v, uh, for Rio, man. Like, that's 100%. So, and she's and not looking at the other guys at all. It's all we're gonna, I think no, we're going to find no. out, y'all. I think we're going to find out. You think he leaves the next episode? Oh, shit. We'll find out the next then. episode or two if it's clear he's tr- he's already thinking about what's next after Terrace House, right? He's like, well, I don't like any of these girls. Oh. It's clear he's got his finger on the eject button. Ejectocito, yeah, cuz. Honestly, like, from the moment Pepe left, which was what, 25? Episode 25? Mm-hmm. Six episodes ago? I didn't expect to turn 180 so hard on my, my thoughts and opinions on Rio. Because I thought he was like a chill bro. But chill the fact bro. That chill bro. Yeah, but he isn't. I don't know. He's just letting all of these things stew and Dude, fest. Listen, listen, to listen. The point where I don't. A, he turned into. He was a bro. Now he's a passive. I almost said ho. Now he's a passive, passive boy. boy. Either yes. listen. Passive I'm gonna boy. give him the benefit of doubt. I don't think he's a bad dude. I just think he's dumb. I just think he's oblivious to what the fuck. I don't. I, he's just lost control of the situation. <laughs> he doesn't. He honestly doesn't know what the fuck to do. <laughs> eh, eh, eh. And I think he has more control than he's letting on. Like right. I just keep saying, I think he's just dating someone else and he's just trying to Maybe. skirt that issue and just try and leave Terrace House as clean as possible and just leave a bunch of wreckage behind. Yeah. Him. But I think, we, I think, yeah. we've, run, I think yeah. we've run this I episode gonna... dry, y'all. Yeah. Daily's going to We really something. have. Oh, just that. He, maybe he just thinks, gives everyone the benefit of the doubt to catch on at some point. But it's like, it's been going on for yeah. too long. You, it's a mercy killing. You gotta, you gotta... At least talk to Hana. Yeah, you about gotta your put intentions. it down, man. Mm. But yeah. yeah, if that doesn't, I, I mean, like we've we've talked it to death about. I hope there's some communication happening in the near future. Amen. I have three questions. I have five questions. I have seven oh, questions. No. Do you actually? D- no. Daily, you gotta no. say you have nine questions. Okay. Daily, stop it. Oh, stop no. it. Break the chain. No, I, I have I have three questions. Really, there are more three points. One, I love that Colin's idea of giving Rio the benefit of the doubt is that he's dumb. Like that's that's the saving <laughs> grace is that he's stupid. Like I love Maybe, that's your I don't idea know, of man. benefit of the doubt. I don't fucking know anymore. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, two, I think that yes, the whole idea of him turning down uh, Hana right to say no, I can't do dinner. Like I think. The the core of the idea that if I turn her down, maybe that whole let her know that, hey, I'm not interested. I think that's a that's fine. But to drag it out and then to say, oh, maybe we'll get dinner. Maybe we'll get dinner. Call me on the day. Maybe we'll get dinner. And then she has to call you mm-hmm. like an hour before you'd have to meet up to then decline her. Like, no, dude. Like, if you had known by that point that you're going to decline her, just say no. Right. My third question is, what's going to happen on the next step? Actually, no. My third question is, what are nipples, man? What are nipples? Can we get into what this? Nipples? Who came up with the word nipple? Comedy. Was that Jesus? Ladies and gentlemen, comedy. <laughs> the crowd goes wild. Nipple. He said it, guys. Isn't he so funny? I'm Googling this. I typed this into Google. You really typed I who did. came up with the word nipple? I did. Dude, congrats. Did you- You're on some list that you do not want to be on. Nipple. Now, well, who 1530s, Proberturance Pro- <laughs> of a mammalian breast in a female, the extremely, okay. We know, we know what, what it is. is. Yeah, I don't need the definition. Okay, wait, can you say that language again Jeez. for me? Mammalian. mammalian. In a female, what? 
No, 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 no. 1530s, what was the word after 1530s. that? 1530s. 1530s, it's, it's N-Y-P-P-E-L. L. What the f- Nipple. 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 Yeah. Nipple. Nipple. Okay, what language is that? Is that Italian? <laughs> the Greeks came Nipple. up with nipple. Ho- Napoleon. In a female, the extremity nipple. where the milk ducts discharge. So, Hold on. Alteration of net. Nipple. Well, you're turning me on, dude. You better show points. up. But Ooh. here's the thing. Use from 1713 of anything or mechanical part that projects like a nipple. From 1875 in reference to the mouthpiece of an infant's nursing bottle. Okay, that's not an explanation. 100 episodes, everyone. This is how far we've fallen. Uh, <laughs> We're in the gutter now. Hold on. Are you saying that anything mechanical that projects a thing that any human would suck on? Can we please okay. stop? Is a okay, nipple? one can final thing. Stop? Can we please so move on? So you can find us at terracehousepodcast.com. <laughs> And any and all to Dime on Instagram, to Dime Pod on Twitter, <laughs> Terrace. Oh wait, to um, Dime a ter- No, what's our email? Questions, questions at terracehousepodcast.com. Terracehousepodcast.com. Email us, guys. Why aren't you emailing us anymore? You never write back. Come on. I thought I, I thought we were goofy. Wow. Okay, hold on. I I love the concept, Jack, that you've thrown out that we email all of our 1,300 subscribers on YouTube every day. Email us back. But they don't Come email on. Us back. Check your spam folders, guys. <laughs> Let's do this. Yeah, we're all in your spams. Uh, no, okay. So that, I think that brings our coverage of episode, our messy fucking coverage of episode 30 to a close. I almost dropped my wine, which would have been very bad. <gasps> Um, yeah, thank you, Daly. For oh, your I have it. I found concern. it. I found it. The word nipple most likely originates as a diminutive no. of right. neb, an old English word meaning beak, nose, or face, and which is of Germanic origin. I well, somehow I'm got glad, dumber with that knowledge. I'm so <laughs> glad the fact that I call the Nintendo C stick a nubby is very relevant to this conversation. So, yeah, you can you can email us at questions at terrorismpodcast.com, but nonetheless. This has been our hundredth episode, which at, at this point, if you're still listening, I'm proud of you. But also, like you're the hardcore fan. You don't have to. Maybe, yeah, maybe also, I would just like to say Rio one more time, or maybe three more times. Rio, 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 Rio. Uh, but to be genuine, yeah, daily. Oh, you have something? I said bye. Oh. <laughs> She's My. saying goodbye. Uh, if just to be genuine in this moment of sober clarity that I apparently have. Honestly, if you've been here since day one, yeah. which I know there are a few of you who have definitely been here since day Arigato one. Gozaimasu. Honestly, 100%. Thank you so fucking much. We, When we decided, hey, we're going to do a Terrace House podcast, we never expected to have this level of response and fandom that we've had. But it's kind of been wild seeing you all join our Discord or email us or join our Facebook group and talk about like, the weirdest fucking shit. Not that I'm judging you all. I think you've it's been judged about Tekken and all that. It's no, you haven't. I I'm very drunk, but nonetheless, it's been great to just see people kind of join around and talk about this really weird reality show. Like as all things considered, this is a weird reality TV show, but to see you all join around and talk about this weird show has been kind of cool. Awesome. Like, real talk. It's been very cool. Yeah, I don't know where all you guys are coming from on YouTube, but we've had a lot of people subscribing lately, so thank you very much where you've been all our lives. We love you, and come on this journey. We, you know, have started, we started early December 2018. We started with O&D, and now here we are in, what is it, I guess May uh, 2020, 
And Ace yeah, we've got a lot more Terrace House to talk about, even though the show's on a you know, temporary hiatus, hopefully not too long, but you know, with the whole situation going on with current events, but we've got a lot of Terrace House to talk about. So you're, we're going to be here every week and, and we're really happy and we feel very lucky, very blessed to have you with us too. So thank you very much from the bottom of our hearts. Yo, it's still weird I, when you guys fucking quote us on the internet. <laughs> Real, real talk. When I when I said, what was it? The they won't even quote any of these. No, of we say not. if we ever have any of those, they just quote the dumb oh, no. shit we say. It's the stupid shit for sure. Like I think, what was it when I said I was a left-handed man even as a child? That's on <laughs> I Twitter. Was a left-handed man even as a child. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing that that makes it on. You Twitter, hit your best right? balls in the morning. Fantastic. Yeah. It's all the dumb shit Robert says. No, yeah, but what I will say, though, in all seriousness, is that thank you guys for listening, and I hope, if anything, at the very least, this brings you a, a, a sense of, I don't know, entertainment, a little bit of an escape from some shit you may be dealing with related to current events, or even whatever's going on in your daily lives. So, I mean, that's all we could ask for, is and, and the fact that you guys even take the time to listen is is already thank you enough from you guys, so we appreciate you. Yeah, for sure. All right. So enough of the sappy bullshit. Uh, we'll be back next Tuesday, as we always are. Whether you're new or you're old, you know that we will be back every Tuesday with you to talk about some weird shit about six Japanese people that lived in a house in Tokyo. It seems like this show, this season, people were not lying. It's fucking doing some crazy shit. It's the Ooh. best part of all of Terrace House Tokyo Ooh. so far. And it just seems like it's going to get even spicier. This whole shit with Rio is going to come to a head. And yep, I can't crazy bastards were not lying. We were heard yep. in our Discord and on the Reddit that this this uh, group of episodes is going to be fucking nuts. And good God. Yeah, it is. This is crazy. Yeah. And I want to say here at the bottom, because this is the end of the episode, right? Um, we, We've definitely noticed all of your uh, requests to do live reacts for future episodes. Uh, normally, we would we would acquiesce those requests. But good God, y'all are requesting for a lot of re- live reacts. It's it's a lot. We know that episode, that part three is a lot. We will do our best. We promise you we will do our best to deliver our best content for you. Um, so look forward or look look ahead for that. Look forward to it. God, I'm drunk. God. God. Rip it up, Robert. Up, man. <laughs> uh. So we'll be back next Tuesday with episode uh, 31, Publicity Stunt, where Ryo probably does something really weird. Who knows? I don't know. This has been Tadaiban. Thanks for listening. Itakimasu. I got three more questions. Follow us on Instagram at Tadaimagram, on Twitter at Tadaimapod, and check out our YouTube channel, Facebook group, and brand new Discord server all linked in the show notes. Okay. All right. So they click the episode. They know it's a big hundredth episode. Yeah, let's go. And when they dive in, they're going to hear the music for 10 seconds and they're going to hear us. And that us is going to happen right now. What the fuck was that? (laughs) (laughs) You're going to hear me eat my mustache.